Okay, so let me get my chat open up. All right, so you know the deal. I'm excited <laughs> yet again. Um, but seriously, I feel like this message has kind of been tying together some of the things that we've really been focusing on the last few weeks. You know, the black and white thinking, um, the affirmations and the speaking, you know, in a way to ourselves and outwardly that in a way that we want to attract the outcome that we're speaking, you know, like just that whole theme of verbiage and just how we are representing what we want. So the drawing board method is something that I, I didn't actually put a name to it until I started writing out these notes for this Zoom. It really came from, as I usually say, like something that I heard a lot of over the last few weeks. And I felt like it was really important to dive in. So the drawing board method. So this is basically a problem solving kind of mindset, right? Where if you took a lot of consistent practice and you made it your end goal, you want to make it your standard to be in problem solving mode rather than, you know, emergency mode or survival mode, you know, that, that just like all alerts going kind of mode. Um, because we, we didn't ask for that to be our standard, you know, so I don't want any of this to come across as like dismissive today at all. There are so many reasons why our standard is to go into emergency mode instead of problem solving mode. And we inevitably do go into problem solving mode, but we want to work on that first bit that kind of is, it sets us back and then it creates this future plan for us, right? Like because something happened a certain way initially, or because we thought a certain way, or we usually feel a certain way, we continue to put that as something that has to be, you know, we continue to make it about like, oh, well, that's how it's going to be in the future because that's how it's been understandable why, but I think we can all agree that that isn't the most helpful way to continue. So that's what we're here to try and change. Okay. So problem solving mode was, by the way, not my standard. Um, I say this, I've been saying this a lot more lately, but I wish that you guys could have met me back in the day. Like, I wish you could have met me when it was part of my aesthetic to be a negative human being all the time. Like I was always afraid of the other shoe dropping all the time. So, um, and that was, that was my standard, you know, but then I started thinking like, did I expect myself, like what would stop that? Right. What would, what would make my life better at that point? Um, and if I was yelling at myself every time I got something wrong or it didn't pan out the way I wanted, or even when other people treated me badly, I still yelled at myself then like, how was that ever going to get better? Like, I, it, I didn't even think like I, when I started thinking that way, I was like, well, you don't yell at yourself. You're being responsible. You're being, you know, you're supposed to hold yourself accountable. Right. But like, did I expect myself just to become this flawless person overnight that never had to look at my own performance? Like, did I expect to never need criticism, whether I received it from other people or I gave it to myself? Did it always have to be some negative curse that followed me around that things have happened the way they did? No, like I just started realizing, you know, not that I could just poof and change it when I realized this, but I started realizing that I wanted to change this. I didn't want to continue on that path because it hadn't served me and it was miserable. So how, how was I going to stop treating myself like a jerk, right? If I didn't make the choice to say, 
I'm going to still screw up. I'm still going to like bad things will happen. Like that's a part of life. Like I, I, nobody can be promised that you're never going to have anything stressful. You know, rich people get stressed too, you know? So help rich people, healthy people, people with big families, you know, all together, like they, they all have their own thing they get stressed about. So what are we actually waiting for to happen for us not to be down on ourselves or not to feel limited by this, like bad luck? How does anybody not feel like that all the time? Right? Like, do you know a single person who's completely perfect? No. So I started realizing like the change had to come from within. Like it had to be me. Share with me in the chat. My chat's too quiet. I don't like it. Share with me in the chat. What, as you're hearing this, what is, what's standing out to you? What do you relate to? You know, because I realized like, I would rather spend my time working towards fixing this problem. Like I would rather spend that same energy and that same time trying to work around it to find some semblance of something that was still good, you know, in the end, then to be stuck with what was going to happen anyway, and also double down on it and be like, all sh oh, shucks, this is how it's always going to be, you know, or letting that shitty situation carry its way into something that's potentially not that, you know, awful of a situation. What for? So, Oh, and here I wrote this too, right? And not only was it that continuing to push that that self-fulfilling prophecy of like all oh, this stuff always happens. I always get like this. I should have known better. This should have been, you know, I should have been more aware. I've this has happened before. Right? Like not only was that not going to get me anything different, but it also made me a stick in the mud. Like it made me miserable. It made me somebody that was like a dream crusher. Right. Or it made the stakes for how disappointed I got with the people close to me really friggin' high. I was always an inch away from devastated at all times. Why? Because of some shit that happened in the past, stuff that happened in the past. I can't I can't just be in this moment and, and trust in myself as an adult to, to make this moment better because of something that happened in the past. Chat's still quiet. What you guys doing over there? Tell me. Have you guys ever experienced this? Or maybe you're hearing this and you're like, God, Michelle, shut up. Like, why are you so positive? That's cool too. But I want to know as you're hearing this opening to this method today, what is, what is connecting? I feel like I constantly repeat patterns. Yeah, that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to try and break today. You know, but the thing to remember is even if you leave this Zoom deciding you don't want to be this way anymore, you're still going to be this way. Like you're still going to be who you are at the end of the day, right? Like, so if you try to change that, you might try it and fail miserably and land right back to your normal mode of being. Okay, you still follow this process that I'm going to tell you at the end, and it still come, it still evolves into something, right? If you end up thinking like, I can't be this way ever again after this Zoom, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to say to yourself, see, I knew I couldn't change, but that's not a realistic expectation. So it's almost like we're setting ourselves up for failure. Um doing what I'm saying, like sabotaging the odds of something being good 
because we don't, I, I'm not going to be good at it. I can't do it. Well, no, no shit. Uh, I'm trying to be better about cursing. Like, of course it's going to end up being like, you know, you're never going to do any better because you're disappointed the first time you go to your normal mode of being that you've had for decades of life. Like, so that, that's the stipulation is the first thing is to figure out, we don't want to be this way. And then after that is when the work comes in, because it's not our natural instinct. It's no one's fault that we're like this. It's just, it is something we want to intentionally change if it's not our fault and we happen to be this way. So, you know, um, repeating patterns are still going to happen, but what you take away from them will change that pattern little by little until it doesn't happen anymore. And that's what we're going for. Not the poof, all better. I wish, I wish that existed. Um, I was very negative uh, all of my 20s, surrounded by toxic people. I'm so glad to have broken that pattern. I am glad as well. I'm very glad. I have a week or two where I feel like I've improved and then I just crash and burn and feel like I'm disappointing everybody then feel like I'm drowning more. That's what I mean is like, you're not drowning. You're not crashing and burning. You're not disappointing anybody to continue. And those, and you didn't choose why you have that feeling or those thoughts, right? So it's not that it's a bad thing you do. It's just, if we don't have the patience and the forgiveness to have to slowly learn and like a kid starts walking, if they stand their first time and they don't start sprinting, are you going to be like, look at this disappointment of a kid? God, I bet the kid falls down. Oh yeah, look at him crashing and burning now. It's all going to shit. The, I'm trying not to first. Um, I should have a swear jar. I swear. Um, you know, but it's like, we are purposely putting unrealistic standards on ourselves and then beating ourselves up when we don't live up to those unrealistic standards. It's like, if you don't want to work towards changing it, you might as well not try, you know, and, and that isn't out of our control to not keep trying to change it. We're going to live these days anyway. We can live them actually repeating the past, or we can live them like stumbling through learning how to change it and have a good amount of time where it's different, but you got to be around it either way, you know? All I do all day long is solve problems for other, for others that energy gets used up for my clients. That's what I'm talking about, the definitive tone. So you notice how you said there, Alexis, and a lot of people all throughout this week, I've been hearing this and the energy gets used up for all my clients. That's a pretty finite term. Is that what you want? Because you're, it's not that we're ever put into these boxes where we have to accept what is inefficient where we have to accept that we're going to be put last. Like if you want to be put last or you want to be inefficient, that's different. Nobody wants that. It's just without this particular mindset, it becomes very much a, well, this is what happens. Well, are you a Sims character? You know, like the, we are in control. We can, we can create plans for things that we don't like and slowly change them a million times over. You know, like something I have written here is the life expectancy in the U.S. is 73 and people outlive that all the time. Right. So let's just say, and I mean, all of us have the same odds of getting hit by a bus tomorrow, but let's just say 73. If you take how old you are now, how many years do you have to have a different experience than the one you've already had? For some of you, how many lifetimes do you have before 73? 
So to say what we, we don't intentionally do this, but when we state things as, well, this is how it is, or this is how it's, it's going to be, then it's like, well, is that what you want? You know, because we got time, like you're, we got, go back to the drawing board. Like we don't get some one chance to get something right. And then you're screwed. You know, you don't, if, if you're in business, in my business, I have had to reevaluate, restructure, just reset things according to what's working, what's not working several times. Every business has, you know, and it's the same thing, whether it's business, whether it's health, whether it's a relationship, you know, the two of you are working on whatever it is, is there's going to be our natural mode of being. And there's going to be the choice to continue trying to learn from that natural way of being and slowly just try to change it. But none of us can help the way we, we naturally are. It just has to start with a choice to learn, not a choice to change. You get, you get what I'm saying. Okay. So, um, I wrote here, so something I've been hearing a lot of recently, well, in the past, I always blank. Like, I always act this way. I always do this. I always feel this. By this time of day, this is what's happening. And it's like, well, is that or is that how it's been? You know, um, or I'll have people explain like, I well, I freak out when that happens. Okay, you have freaked out. Is that how you want to keep responding? Or do you want to not freak out? You know, so it we we don't even let ourselves think of our lives as things that can be modified and continue to be improved upon. We think that we should just be living an okay life. Like we shouldn't have to put this much thought into it, right? Neurotypical people are dissatisfied with their lives. Healthy people are dissatisfied with their lives. You know, you always every single day have a shot to learn from what happened and try to take something away that can change it because you got to be here anyway. So, um, or I'll ask, how do you feel about that? And then someone will explain to me the step, like the play-by-play -play of the situation, but not what they're feeling with it. Like, well, I mean, I was saying this and they were saying this and I'm like, okay, but how do, how do you feel about that? Well, I feel like, you know, they should have done this or that. And I'm like, but how does that make you feel? And it's, it's kind of like our feelings and thoughts and our strategizing of how to change that does not enter the picture because we're just not used to that being the case, you know? Um, and I see being around negative people makes me more negative. Oh, a hundred percent. You are the average of the five people you're around the most. I don't even know who the hell said that. It's one of those like guru people. I, I mean, it's probably a schmuck, but like, I don't know. I agree with that statement because you, especially us, where a lot of us are empaths here, you know, and uh, trauma and health issues just make you even more em empathetic, you know? So I feel are empathic. So I feel like when you're around people, of course you absorb that energy, you know, um, something really cool on the retreat was how different, like how it started. Everyone was nervous. Nobody knew who the hell anyone was, you know, except me, <laughs> um, and the coaches, but it was really cool because it was contagious. Like you saw by the end of the weekend, it was like such a good atmosphere, you know, because we were all in the same mindset of wanting to do better for ourselves. And it's hard to get that in the world because it's easy to believe that that isn't as important to a lot of people as it is to us. But I mean, it should be just because you're witnessing people on their face value. You don't know how they're feeling, you know, how you feel is important enough to want to change this. So this is why I have you so I can message you with all my problems. Pocket bestie. I love it. Yeah, no, 
I always say like, I don't want people to be having problems, but I want to know when they are because there it's, there's nothing wrong with us for having issues, difficulties, problems, like repeating things we've done in the past, even though we know we want them to stop. There's nothing wrong with that. It is always something to work through and it's always data. That's why I tell you guys, like, tell me all this, keep me in the loop with it because you could learn your best steps forward from how you feel and act and go through those moments, you know? So keep the texts coming. No best behavior here. That drives me nuts. You wouldn't take your car to a mechanic and be like, I don't know. I think it's okay. I got to go. Why are you bringing it to the mechanic? (laughs) You know, why are we here? So while I, I love that people want to like not disappoint me or the coaches or impress us. I always want to know the reality because I don't, I don't care about it. Like, I don't think you mess up when you think you mess up. I think well, let's learn from this, you know? So, and that's, that's the drawing board method. It's the whole thing in a nutshell. Let's learn from this. Okay. So I feel like I have lived at least six different lives, even at 37. I feel that at 33. <laughs> like, so trust me. I feel like though, when you could look at that as feeling exhausted, or you could look at that as having an advantage, not that what you went through was ever an advantage, but if you got stranded on an island and you learned how to build amazing huts and you had a great hut, would it be a downfall? You would wish you wouldn't get stranded on an island, right? But if you have to be like, hey, you got some great hut making skills, you know, weird analogy, but You know, so it's like you've lived a lot of lives, but you also have a lot of experience. You also know a great deal about yourself. You know how you act in a range of situations. You probably have skills you've acquired from getting out of those situations that hopefully you never need again. But if you do, you got them, you know, like building a hut. Um, It so it's it's something that I feel to my core, but it also makes me feel a lot more equipped to not have to repeat the next however many lives I have left with the same thing. You know, anything I didn't like from the beginning, I can edit out and figure out how to not keep that going, even if it takes time and it's not like immediate. Same, even my therapist was like, damn, you've lived a lot of lives. (laughs) I swear, um, my therapist is like, you should, you should write a book. And I'm like, um, working on it, amo. Uh, so, you know, it's, I think like none of us would feel as deeply, I think, as we feel if those feelings didn't have a range connected to them that was real to us. I don't know if that makes sense. Like it did in my head, you know, like things are deeper for us because we've experienced scarier, deeper, higher stakes situations. So you know, don't let it turn into really quick aggression towards yourself and nastiness towards yourself. Like you've gotten through all that shit. No one else. Swear jar, another one. I swear to God, it's, it's New Jersey. It's New Jersey. <laughs> These are not curses. These are adjectives and verbs and nouns and just real words. I'm trying. Um, I constantly have to switch things up in my classroom in order to be successful. Yeah. People, I mean, there's you all the teachers in here know this as well but like just there's just generally a learning curve for everybody at every age even sponges like kids there's always a learning curve and differences you know so you just you can either be pissed off that you don't fit in with a certain group of people you assume act a certain way when we don't even know how people act really 
Um, or you can kind of just switch it up and do what you got to do for yourself so that it suits you. I feel like I'm finally learning how to actually tell you when something is wrong and not just be on my best behavior. I love it. Yes, I love it because it's it's data. It's data. It's not here you go, mechanic, figure it out, <laughs> you know, because then that's scary for us. We want to make sure that we help you and not just keep it surface, you know, which you've all done a fabulous job of up until now. You've gotten through your lives. You've gotten to this program, you know, so anything further than that isn't a defeat. Becca, I see you responded people pleasing and I completely forgot what I asked before <laughs> for that to be an answer to, but I want to elaborate on it. Um, so, okay, so I have, I have it here. Listen to me closely, write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. To not actively try to learn practice and change. So to not actively try to learn, practice, and change is to actively select, is to actively select the rest of your years be the same as what they've been. So to not actively try to learn, practice, and change is to actively select that the rest of your life is how it's been. So again, I'm not saying this to disregard or dismiss the very real reasons why you have felt the way you felt or why you, you present the way you do. I get it. I know I get it. You know, like I assure shit didn't, but, um, I do feel like if we assign our past as a future, I mean, there is no other way than around than than repeating it. And I feel like if we fought our way like hell through the things we've been through, we don't want to give up and be like, well, I'm just going to be here, like living no better than I ever have. Why? None of us have to do that. We got time. And if we don't, we don't. None of us know, you know, like I said, y'all get same risk of getting hit by a bus. So, you know, nice and bright for your Wednesday evening. Um, what do I want to say here? I wrote so much wordy stuff here. Okay. So here's a mantra. Rather than having that, it's always been how it's been. So that's my, my limit of what to expect, right? Or I can only have two weeks of good. And if it ever is worse than those two weeks of good, the two weeks don't count because they still count. They still freaking count good days, bad days. We have different ones, right? So rather than that mantra of knowing how it's going to be when we, there's no way we can, like, I feel like I'm psychic and I can't even, like, I don't know what the hell's going on. You know, Miss Cleo, like she, you know, she don't know what's going on with my old people who remember Miss Cleo in here. Um, but here's a different mantra I want you guys to try. Okay. I have a set of wants that I deserve. Who cringes when they think about saying that and meaning it? I have a set of wants that I deserve. I am strong enough to weather away to those wants. I'm smart enough to outsmart anything in the way of those wants. I'm resilient enough to try until I get it right. 
I'm flexible enough to try many things to pursue my wants. There's no limit to how many times I can go back to the drawing board. So among all that, I never mentioned that things are going to be all good. Like I never said that that's it. I'm going to know what to do. I'm going to act right every single step. There is no one on this planet that always figures out the right way to act. No one. I don't care. The Dalai Lama loses is cool. Like I don't, I don't care what anyone says. So like none of this is saying I'm amazing because I'm going to be the best at everything and just get where I want to be. What this is saying is that I'm always going to be okay. Like I'm going to figure it out. I have things I want. I have time to get them. I'm going to figure out how to get them, whether it's easy, whether it's not, whether I got to go back to the drawing board and try to outsmart it, find my way to do it, whatever it is, I choose when I'm done. No one chooses that for me, right? So as you're hearing this, what are you feeling? Is it pumping you up or is it filling you with internal dread because you're like, I don't know, I don't want to believe it or I, I, I can't believe it right now we're going to stay away from finite terms like I can't believe it ever right but what are you feeling as you're hearing these mantras Mo call me now <laughs> I see your comment oh my god I have, I have like pictured the commercial in my head <laughs> cringe <laughs> this is what I've been trying to say to myself I will get through it I will find a way so I think the difference there is I will get through it and I will find a way sounds like positive talk. And I think that's the fine, the fine line. So say it to yourself instead of I'm strong enough to weather my way to my wants. Because like, are you not, have you not been just because something has felt bad or you, it come with trauma or it's been, you know, it hasn't been like you haven't done it gracefully with a smile on your face. Ultimately, if you're here, haven't you to a degree proven to yourself that that is something you can do kind of um, involuntarily, right? I say worthy instead of deserve. I feel like deserve means the universe owes me or something. Well, owes implies a debt, but don't we all just deserve to feel like we can get through it? Because we're not saying like, I deserve a Porsche. I, you know, I deserve a vacation in the Maldives. I mean, we all do, but <laughs> if we've lived through the last three years, you know, um, but that that's the difference is like, that's like something. Yeah. I mean, like maybe I don't, I've this many years in, I don't mind saying I deserve a day on vacation or a Porsche, but what I, what it is, is what I want to believe about deserving things for myself, like deserving to feel like I can figure this out, deserving to feel like there's no limit to how many times I can try this. It's not saying like, I deserve something to be handed to me in any way. It's just, I deserve to continue going after what I want and not feeling like I am going to be held back. Even if things don't go smooth, you know, even if uh, it's some rough patches, it's more so saying the mantra is that like on the other side of it, like I'll come out the other side of it, you know? And that in the moment feels more real than the positive talk of like, I can get through this, you know, which is essentially this, but not quite, you know? It's gonna be harder to connect with that. Um, okay, I have to constantly repeat these types of mantras to me at the very least, mantras to at the very least find gratitude in the healing journey and what I already have. 
gratitude is a slippery slope. So like I was saying before, you could be grateful that you are who you are now. You could be grateful for the things that you have. You don't have to be grateful for the struggle itself. You don't have to be grateful that this had to happen to you or that you have to feel this way because that just sometimes can become another guilt trap, which just makes us feel like even in gratitude, I'm screwing up, right? But if you think about it as like, I'm going to read them back again and don't read them all of you, not, not just Emily. Sorry, I don't want you to feel like I'm singling you out, but like, I'm going to read them to you again. And notice how the first time you heard them, they sounded way bigger, right? Way more ridiculous in some way. Don't let the fear of this not working out create the story in your mind of how serious these are, like how big these are, right? I have a set of wants that I deserve. I'm strong enough to weather my way to those wants. I'm smart enough to outsmart. I'm smart enough to outsmart anything in the way of the wants. I'm resilient enough to try until I get it right. I'm flexible enough to try many things to pursue, to pursue the results I want. There is no limit to how many times I can go back to the drawing board. If you really think about the words themselves, aren't you already? You're just speak, you're just talking about it like it's a good thing rather than talking about it like life is a big gray cloud, you know, but it's the same shit that you're actually doing, same stuff you're actually doing. It really is compulsive. Um, reminds me of how my grandparents and parents always say, well, this is just how things are. This is just how I am. I, that, that's probably why I hate that. I heard that. I've heard that from so many people who are just abusive <laughs> at the end of the day. And I was like, oh, that's who you are. Just awful. Got it. You know, and not people I wanted to be awful, like people I cared a great deal about. So I think you just hit the nail on the head of why I hate that. Because none of us are actually, it's an active choice to remain that way. And, and that's what people don't really understand. We are not just bound and destined to something. Like we're not Sims characters. We're not puppets. We're as much as I joke about being in an alien simulation, which I'm not joking. I don't know. But like, you know, we have free will, we have brains, we can rationalize situations and proceed differently. Um, I guess some people of that generation tend to not want to. That's why I tell you, it's a choice. We have that luxury to work at changing that in the time that we have. Well, it's not the way, th and I usually reply, well, it's the way things have been. Doesn't mean they always will be or should be. Bingo. So this is the last bit here. I know I said I'd keep it to like, I try to keep it to 830. We're going to go over a little bit, but um, that exactly right there is the whole concept behind this. We can just establish what's been, that isn't ideal, establish what would be ideal, and then try to work towards that. And if you screw up, okay, it's life. We got to be here those days anyway. Another situation to learn from. You can just further refine your learning through screwing up. Like screwing up's a great thing, you know, in that regard, even if it doesn't feel great. So here is the roadmap for how you do this, how you go back to the drawing board and have this mindset, okay? So 
If you are taking notes, right? Make sure, tell me if you need me to go back over anything. Number one, write down what you've learned from the situation. That's a fact. Okay, so write down what you've learned from that situation or that feeling, whatever, whatever you're trying to work through that you don't want to continue. Okay, write down what you learned from the situation. That's a fact. Number two, what you learned that's a feeling, like how you're feeling about it, what it brought out in you. So number one is what you learned that's a fact. Number two is what you've learned that's a feeling. And really don't just stay surface on that. Really try to really look inward. You know, this is only for you. Nobody's watching you do this, right? Number three, set a time limit that you're allowing yourself to sit in the suck and don't try to talk yourself out of it. Don't try to change your mantra or your mindset. Literally sit in the suck and let yourself dwell, whatever, like act a fool in your brain, just let it go and just give yourself that time. I would not advise making this like three days long. I would say maybe like a couple hours, you know, or I mean, gauge it for yourself, but don't overestimate either, you know, like set the time. I think you'll be surprised that you'll end up feeling better before that timer goes off, right? It's a psychological thing. Set a time to allow yourself to sit in the suck, okay? When that alarm goes off, have two options, okay? You either one, if you do truly feel a lot more centered, a lot calmer, a lot more in a positive workable headspace, if you do, be honest with yourself, then go back to the drawing board at that time. Try to see it, like look at what you wrote that you learned, you know, that you feel, whatever. Um, and try to say like, in a, if this situation happened again, this is what I would do. Or this is what I could look at. Create a little like guide for yourself based on that. <coughs> Excuse me. Then if at that time where the alarm goes off, you are not feeling, you know, fit and spry to go ahead dwelling on this any further you truly like you feel better but it's just you won't if you revisit truly right have a predetermined task like you're gonna what did i write here uh play a game of words with friends you're gonna do a load of wash eat some peanuts put on a show like a specific show that you like the office or that 70 show or something you know um Anything that is uh, intentionally assigned for that moment. We as humans love to have a process. We love to have a protocol, um, especially for big feelings, big emotions and things like that. So for me, like having this protocol allowed me to do the most crucial thing. And that's accept that in pursuit of change, I'm not going to immediately change. So if at least I know this is going to happen again and again, as I'm learning, having this protocol allows me not not, to not feel like it's just a series of never-ending screw-ups that's never going to get better. It further cements this kind of like hands-on developing kind of thing that I'm doing, right? By having these four things. What I learned from the situation that's fact, what I learned from the situation that's feeling, a time limit to sit in the suck. And when the timer goes off, I either go back to the drawing board and see what I learned like see what I could do differently. Sorry, see what I can do differently or have my predetermined, easy, brainless task that's assigned for that moment of like when you're overwhelmed, it's not going to happen.
If you do this, I promise you will be surprised at yourself. It just makes things better. Just commit. If you, if it's hard for you to believe that you deserve to do this, right. Or any of that kind of positive, you're just not there yet. Then I'm telling you, I want you to do this for seven days, for one week, for one week. I want you for anything that happens that causes some kind of negative self-talk or some feeling of, oh, I can't do that. That's how it's always been in the past or some fear that something's going to repeat, whatever, any tinge of that, that comes up this week for seven days, I want you to sit down. It could be on a napkin, a sticky note, whatever these four things. And I want you to just look at the data for yourself at the end of those seven days, see how you feel, see how much bigger your threshold becomes because it really is just practice. It's not going to feel natural unless you choose to practice it and it then becomes natural. So I hope that this, the four questions here can help make that a little less unnerving. Um, but if you're not excited to try this on your, on your own, then I, as your coach, I'm double dog daring you to just do it for seven days. Anyone can do anything for seven days. I mean, I don't know. That might be extreme, but like people could do a lot for seven days if they know it's only seven days and doing answering these four questions for yourself or like allowing yourself to process your feelings when something shitty comes up. That's not the hardest thing you've ever had to do for seven days, you know, so I want you to do it. All right. Thoughts before we jump, I want to know what was your biggest takeaway from today? Did you find the zoom helpful? You're going to try this for seven days and see what happens. Tell me your thoughts as you're leaving this Zoom. And not bad, only eight minutes past 8.30. I'm definitely going to try this. Awesome. Love to hear it. Definitely keep me posted on how it goes. Good timing. Love to see it. I'm telling you, this has been such a theme the last two weeks. Um, I like, don't know, is there something happening with the stars or it's not, that's not my, I can't keep track of all that, but it's what I love to blame, but it has been a very emotionally charged, fearful, negative couple of weeks. I don't know if you guys have been experiencing that even like maybe a little uncharacteristically for you. Um, but I hope this helps. Yeah. I think it was like some full moon or something. I think that's what Ashley told me. She's like my resident astrology friend. I think it's hard because I usually feel this way in the middle of work when I can't just stop and sit in the suck. You can't for two minutes, three minutes intentionally. That's the difference is it's intentionally. You might need less than what you think you need, but it's the taking the time because either way, if you don't sit in the suck, you're just going to be doing work while your brain is occupied with sitting in the suck. Anyway, you're just going to be doing work at the same time. And who knows the quality of that, right? But if you take a few minutes, invest that time, it feels like, oh, I can't stop. But really, if you had to pee, could you during the day at all? So if you can go get up and pee, or even more, you could get up and go take a crap if you have to, you could take a few minutes to dedicate it to yourself to getting centered, because the goal is to do it enough that you don't have to do it as much. So if that doesn't start, it'll never happen. But if it starts small, it leads to something, which is the goal you know, to have less of those sitting in the suck moments. Five planets were aligning. Oh my God. It has been a wild ride like <laughs> the last week. Um, in all ways, like even technology, I feel like is just spazzing out. But do we feel like this was helpful? 
even if you're not getting off this zoom a changed human being does the positioning it as make it a choice to learn how by repetition and forgiveness in needing that repetition is that a helpful message to go into the rest of your week with because i hope it sticks Give me thumbs up. Give me something. I'm always down for the mental reframing. You know, um, we don't really, we don't realize how we screw ourselves. I think it helps having to find steps to follow for sure. I, I try to create a system whenever something's confusing to me or whenever something is going to be ongoing because I cannot rely on my brain for something to be ongoing for me to stick with it. You know, so for me, I have to create some kind of like guide you know, um, and which I know is such a surprise to y'all, but, um, yeah, try to have these defined steps to follow, see if that can help pull you out of it. And, um, even if you try it and it does nothing for you, that's totally fine. You're still here. We're still learning. Definitely reach out. You have me, you have the general chat, you have coaches, you know, no one's going to be perfect at this. Will you post the mantras in the comments? Absolutely. Um, Usually tomorrow, by tomorrow afternoon, these will be up in the pages. Um, well, the Spotify will be up. The recording will probably be up tomorrow night, and then I'll comment the mantras. All right, awesome. So enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, if you need anything or have any thoughts, feel free to text, and you're all wonderful. I'll see you next week.